one. Welcome back to all the people with regular jugulars. Regular <laughs> jaws, regular jugulars that don't like getting punched in it. Um, I'm back with my regular jugular. Not a weak one. Regular jugular. <laughs> it's kind of weak. No, you're kind of weak. <laughs> no, clearly I'm not. Well, if you'd hit me with, my, with your left arm, I'd have been fine. Maybe. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> Welcome to Reforming Manhood. The podcast, we talk live from a Christian male perspective. My name's Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. The Cheap Shot Artist. And I'm Jamie Jack of All Trades in Hosa. The referee for today's match. <laughs> Go ahead. Get your grievances out of the way. Grievances. Go ahead. Wine all you want. Go ahead. Wine? Please. Go ahead. Wine for someone yeah. who talks a big game when I'm not in the room. <laughs> all right? I'm talking a big game now. Oh, are you? Go ahead. Cry. I wasn't Maybe crying. Like daddy. No, 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 don't you like that. <laughs> You're Paw Patrol. <laughs> All right. Listen, listen, I just think it was a low blow for you to lead people on that I'm soft jawed. Soft jawed. All right. I said. Go ahead. I did say soft jawed. Yeah, you sure did. You sure did. You're talking mad crap about me when I'm not in the room. And I said, did you mention that I've been wrestling for 24 years and never once had this kind of episode because no one's ever treated me so poorly? No, why would I mention that? Because you're the one who treated me poorly. (laughs) I didn't treat you poorly. Oh, no? I had an accident. You sure did apologize when you smoked me. I apologize for hitting you in the jaw. I do do believe it is receipt worthy, though. Oh, receipts are going to happen. It's going to be so good. (laughs) How many times Uh, I got to send Nick's I'm sorry meme? (laughs) <laughs> One more time. How many nicks? How many Nick? I'm sorry. Does it take <laughs> to atone? <laughs> I was done, but then you brought it back up in the podcast, and I, just I had to, to bring it up in the podcast. Oh, you had to? Yes. No, you could have just been gracious. You Jamie. could have just been here to defend yourself. Jamie sure was gracious. Yeah. How, how many nicks does it take to the good to the creamy center <laughs> of repentance? <laughs> well, when he actually repents, then we can talk. I said I'm sorry. Not for being rude to me while I was gone. No, I'm not apologizing for that. That's what we do. <laughs> All right. Well, it's coming. There'll be a receipt for that as well. That's just being a good friend. Uh, oh, uh, push the... Do the music. Do the music thing. Come on. Oh, sorry. I Is didn't know B? you were doing that. What you smoking, baby? It's A. Hey. Hey. All right. We're just moving on. What you smoking, baby? I am smoking what I like to call um, Jim Rent. Um, <laughs> Thanks yeah. for paying for my membership that I haven't done this year. Tre- Trevor does uh, oh gymnasium rent. Yeah, he's he's on my my weight room plan. He's my dad, according to the gym. Aww. He's your daddy. Daddy, yes. <laughs> nope, not saying that. <laughs> not on air, but he says he's not on air. <laughs> Never said that. Oh, yeah. That's how you gave me the cigar. Here you go, Dad. Thanks no, for- I didn't either. I left it here on the table because you weren't here last week. Did thanks for yourself. paying for the gym membership, Daddy. Here you go. <laughs> didn't say that. I pat you on your head. It's okay, little guy. You're welcome. <laughs> so what are you smoking, Daddy? I am smoking a tobacco, um, especial, delicioso. Um, this is the dark brown, and it is amazing. My turn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your... I'm in my second week of smoking every cigar at Specs, <laughs> and I'm smoking a Tatiana rum. It's uh, sweet. It does not taste like rum, but it does pair nicely with my Coke and Coconut rum. So... You for two weeks now you smoked every cigar in specs, or do we need a new name for that? No, this is my second week of oh, smoking every smoking cigar every at specs. Cigar. You smoked I'm a little hurt cigar? that you're not taking us along with you in this journey. Um, y'all are welcome to go get every cigar no. at specs with me. 
Y'all start no, on one side, rather, I'll start on the other? I'd rather you buy them. I'm sure yeah. you would, but eventually I'm going to have to get to the Davidoff section. and That's going to be fun. I'm going to smoke one cigar a week. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Jamie, what do you got, buddy? I'm, I'm back to uh, my old faithful uh, Macanoodle M's bourbon infused. I've, I've reviewed uh, this. I like the bourbon ones. It's just Pretty a good. delicious, breakfast-worthy cigar. Good for all occasions. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get down to business now that I've already... Uh, Corrected Trevor's sacrilege from last week. Hmm. I don't have a weak jaw, all right? <laughs> Just a regular jaw, and you have a giant forearm that smoked me. You apologized. Like you, I didn't even hit you that hard. Then why did you apologize? Because I didn't punch you in the chest. You've, We've talked about this several no, times. No, no, no. You knew you, you hit even me hard recognized, in the chest. No, sir. You even recognized that it wasn't that hard of a hit. Oh, it was hard. You know. You're changing bruising. the story. I had, you're, a, you had, had a no line bruising. Across. Yeah. You're a liar. It's like somebody hit with a two by four. Right you're sitting chest. on the throne of lies. I was like, it's not here or here, but right here. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's how it was. Anyways. All right. You recognized it wasn't that hard of a hit. It was that hard. I mean, it's 1689 is where we're at. Chapter 28. We're talking about uh, hot subjects that other people argue about as well. This is baptism and, and the Lord's, Lord's Supper. Supper. Let's do. We're going to do twenty-eight and twenty-nine this week. We'll see. That's what we're shooting for, anyways. So mainly baptism this time around. Yeah, yeah. This one will just kind of for twenty-eight's a glancing blow of the both of them. And then we're going to dive into baptism. All right, let's get started. Baptism and the Lord's Supper are ordinances of positive and sovereign institution. They're appointed by the Lord Jesus, the only lawgiver and are to be continued in his church to the end of the age. All right. So these are the only two ordinances. Um, why not foot washing? Any ideas? Um, I said, don't think there was actually even a command to foot wash. Yeah, he said go and do likewise. In foot washing? I'm almost certain. I don't think he said that. Okay, well, I'll look it up while you while you give me other answers. Maybe, oh, okay. maybe because wearing towels around your waist in church is frowned upon. Mm, I'd still do it. <laughs> Would you do it every week? Would you have to wash feet every week? I don't know. Do people believe that foot washing is one? Yeah. Yeah. Who? Um, I don't know the denomination. Hmm. I think it's Quaker. <clears throat> I don't know. I never heard that. You I never heard it? I think it's Quaker. No. Okay, give me a second. I mean, I, I think I've heard that. I've heard that people claim. I, I think I've heard people argue that foot washing is not a sacrament, but I didn't know there were people out there that actually thought that. Yeah, yeah. So after it's done, Jesus said, Lord, uh, uh, sorry. We're in John 13. Uh, let's see. Simon Peter's arguing with him. He washed my head too. Uh, washed my feet. He, yada, yada, yada. So when he had washed his feet and taken the garments, he reclined at the table and he said to them, Do you know what I have done? I thought he said go and do, or do likewise. Um, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I so am. If I then, the Lord and teacher, wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Oh, it's it's the Anabaptists that do it. Okay. Mm, Makes sense. We're not them. Pentecostals and other Protestants. I mean, I've seen people wash other people's feet in church. Yeah, I've seen that too. I've I've been a part of that. I've done it. You know, I've done... You never washed my feet. No, no. You know why. Smelly feet. Giant, massive, stinky feet. That's why. <laughs> if you're like a size 10 or a 12, maybe, but if you're like 16 and. I wear size 14. Okay, still. 
I feel sorry for those bunny slippers that you wore all through Germany. Because <laughs> your I luggage like was my lost. Feet. <laughs> I made poor decisions those, on the flight. <laughs> those look like depressed shoes by the end of that trip. Yeah, I still have them. <laughs> so, so uh, why, why not? I mean, Jesus said to do it, so that would mean he ordained it. Um, I think one thing, um, Paul. Maybe Jesus said this too, but Paul said, "As often as you gather together, mm-hmm. do this in remembrance." Jesus um, said that at the Lord's Supper. Yep, that's not said at foot washing. No, it's not said at baptism either. Jesus just said, Jesus just tells us to baptize in the Great Commission, though. Okay, it's so a specific command in the Great Commission. So it just needs another rep. How many times do Jesus have to say something for us to get on board with it? It's not. No, no, no. It's not. It's it's, it's not explicit. It's implicit. But we're talking about we're talking about uh, we're talking about sacraments. Okay, so ordinance. what's the difference between ordinances. A, a command or, or an ordinance or a sacrament? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think I think I think part of it is in what is communicated in them. Mm-hmm. Like there's graces of God that are communicated specifically in baptism and communion that are not communicated in foot washing. Mm-hmm. What's, I mean, why not? Um, do you have an answer to this, or are you just asking? <laughs> I'm just picking on you. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so they are commanded to go wash each other's feet, um, but it's not a command, um, <clears throat> I guess, for the church to do. That would be the difference. You know what I mean? So we're commanded to go and do likewise. We're, we're commanded to um, make baptize, disciples, make, disciple. make disciples. We're commanded to go and... Uh, you're partaking Lord's Supper. Those are things we're supposed to have to do. Um, but they're not all, this is what the church has to do and can only be done by the church. Mm. Uh, that makes sense. And so it's, it's the twofold. It's got to be commanded by Jesus and also high ordinance or high command for the church to do. Plus, I don't see it in the table of contents of the 1689. It's not there. So we're, <laughs> we're on the table of contents of the 1689. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so there's a time and place for foot washing that doesn't make it an ordinance. Does that make sense? It doesn't make it a sacrament. Um, that, uh, or a confession. Yeah. All right. All right. Chapter two or paragraph two, chapter 28. The holy appointments are to be administered only by those who are qualified and called to administer them according to the commission of Christ. All right. So this is another qualifier there, but but only only pastors and elders are supposed to do this. Um, mm-hmm. Or as qualified pastors and elders are the same quality of a person. And so this flies a little bit in our face, like because in the past we've, we've tried to get dads to baptize their children. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Well, here, you've baptized because you're pastor and dad. I'm both. Yeah. Yeah. Check, <laughs> check. You uh, want to baptize your kids to become a pastor? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was done under the watchful eye of an elder. Yeah. Yeah, I was there, and, and I would have considered anybody that I did invite to do this as an elder qualified person, for the most part. Uh, there were some they exceptions. Had to be baptized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we would say, yeah... Um, Exactly as, as 69 says. This is this is something of the church to be done um, by by the leaders of the church. And I guess especially talking about like, because cause this section is talking about baptism and communion. Mm-hmm. 
um, we really worked out a lot of this during COVID. Oh man, didn't we? <laughs> oh yeah, oh, we when, had when, to. When people were, were asking why we wouldn't deliver communion to people who were staying home from church, yeah, because this is where we do these things. Come to you have to gather for the communion. You have to yeah. come to the gathering. Um, that's where it happens. That's where we do Lord's Supper. That's where we do baptisms. We're not making house calls, right? Mm. Um, but but hang on, the, the original church was a house. Cool. Let's bring the whole church over then to your house and do these things, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, because the church, ecclesia, is the called out gathered ones. That's, that's literally the meaning of the word, the called out, the gathered ones. And so, so you have to gather for these benefits. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. You don't get your cake and eat it too. You want to be a part, you want to get baptized, you want to take Lord's Supper, then you have to do it the way we're told to do it. And that is, as an ordinance, part of church. Yep. There, there it is. There it is. All right. That's the quickest we've gone through a chapter. What are we, like nine minutes in? Twelve minutes. Twelve minutes in. All right, chapter 29. This one is baptism. We're going to get to probably be picking on some friends here. It'll be fun. All right, paragraph one. Baptism is an ordinance of the New Testament ordained by Jesus Christ. To those baptized, it is a sign of their fellowship with him and his death and resurrection, of their being grafted into him, of remission of sins, and of submitting themselves to God through Jesus Christ to live and walk in newness of life. Mm. All right, so so this is what is baptism. Um, and it goes into what it is, a sign of fellowship in the death and resurrection of Jesus. Uh, that's the first thing it says, it's a sign of fellowship. And so we, we, we talk to people all the time, Jesus stood on this earth, so you stand in the water. Jesus died was buried so you go under the water and if you hadn't rose i'd just hold you under there right mm-hmm. um, but he did rise so three days from now i will raise you up out of the water <laughs> jk right um he rose he was buried and he rose and so we dip, dip you under and when you raise you up um and it's uh it's a picture um i've got a, a pastor friend who calls it the first sermon you'll ever preach mm-hmm. um you're, you're preaching the death burial resurrection of jesus in your baptism and th- that's why we follow the way Jesus was baptized, right. mm. the dipping, the, the dunking. Um, so, yeah, so that's, so what is it? One, it's a sign and fellowship of the death, death and resurrection of Jesus. We're identifying with Christ in our, in our baptism. Um, <clears throat> First Peter says we're even putting on Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's coming up. But yeah, being grafted in, putting it, putting on Christ. We are putting him on in that baptism. And so it's, um, this is when, what we talked briefly at least about it. it it's more than, Water, right? I mean, it's more than just water. We, the water doesn't save. It's, but it's not just an image, right? Yeah, yeah. Something is actually happening here in the spiritual realm, mm. um, and we're not just getting wet to get wet. Yeah. Um, but like, like First Peter says, that we're putting on Christ. Yeah. As many as as many as have been baptized have put on Christ, mm-hmm. and so that's happening. Yeah. In baptism. Yeah, we're identifying with the death, the resurrection of Jesus in the dunking and the coming out. And, and, and you can't do that when you're getting dribbled on, right? So another mm-hmm. way to look at that would be a new identity in Christ yeah. or an adoption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, the, yeah, that's exactly it. We're, we're coming into it. The water is not what saves us, but it's more than just water. Does mm-hmm. that make sense, right? Yep. Power of God. Yeah, yeah. And so, so it's not just a, Hot tub service, right? Service with, or at a poolside, or if you've got a bad shear or whatever. It's more than just people getting wet. Um, 
something spiritual is happening there. And there has to be witnesses, hence why we do it in church in front of a congregation. Yeah, yeah. Um, celebration, right? So we're being grafted in. We're putting on Christ. Next thing it says here, it's the uh, it's for the remission of sins. This is saying I'm dead to the old sin. That's why I was buried in the water like Jesus was buried. I'm not living that old way anymore. Um, what's the passage you, you like to quote uh, to the alphabet suit LGBT? It's as as you once were, right? What is yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's like uh, first first or second Corinthians six. Yeah, I once it's, was that. Well, oh, not it's anymore. first Corinthians six. We read it for CBF. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, or it might be the end of six, maybe in seven, but in six it gives this list of sins and it says the, for, the fornicator will not inherit the kingdom, the idolater, the and it has this whole list of sins. Like yep. Paul usually does. And then right after that, it says, and such were some of you. Mm, and such were some of you. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. You're, you've been, you're, you're turning from those things. Mm-hmm. And that's what baptism is a sign of. I'm not going to live that way anymore. Um, uh, let's see. Last thing there, or the next thing there is submitting to God. It's saying it's, it's no longer my way, Lord, but it's yours. Right? And mm. so that gives us some common ground for for other believers who are witnessing it, right? And so you can say, no, 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 you you put that off, buddy. Quit putting that back on. You know, you put yeah. on Christ. You've turned from sin. You have agreed to submit to God in your baptism. Um, and the final thing it says there, uh, you're submitting yourself to God through Jesus Christ to live and walk in the newness of life. That's how we're going to live and walk in in this newness of life. Yeah, this is a first step of obedience. Yeah, yeah. Um, for many, for many believers. Yeah. Um, it can't be, and we, I, I often go to the thief on the cross for, for quick theology, right? Check. You just can't, so can you be saved by baptism? Does baptism save? Do you have to be baptized to be saved? Well, he didn't have time to hop down from the cross. He, he died that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and still that day, if Jesus isn't a liar, was with him in paradise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, and I don't believe Jesus is a liar, so, and he couldn't have gotten baptized, so moving on, right? <laughs> yep. All right, let's do, uh, Paragraph 2. Those who personally profess repentance towards God and faith in, and uh, obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ are the only proper subjects of this ordinance. All right. So Personally profess being the operative statement there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is where our uh, Presbyterian friends get real mad at us, right? This is where my Presbyterian friends have been waiting on me to get to. Oh, really? Sweet. <laughs> Well, let's get to it. All right. So, so paragraph one was answering the question, what is it? Um, and I think we did a pretty good job of saying it's, it's the spiritual act of obedience, right? Um, and then two is who's it for? And this, 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 our stance, Baptist stance, 69 stance is it's for repentant believers, mm. right? Um, so talk about why you, haven't gone the way of so many of your, your your Baptist friends who have turned who have turned to the dark side. I'm just kidding. That have that have, that have, that have said now. I really like this idea of baby baptism. And and let me tell you, as a dad, I get it. Um, I see that. I see the beauty in that. I see the. Um, the as someone that wants to be a dad, I yeah. want to take that seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking it seriously. Setting hopefully maybe the idea of setting my kid up for success. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean and. And we're starting with you wet. You know what I mean? Um, I, yeah. I, I get that. I get the beauty that can be there and the pull towards, let's just get them wet early. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Let's just, let's just assure their salvation. 
But but talk, Trev, about why you haven't moved that direction yet. Um, Not just because Jamie and I would just mock you daily, but but other true. actual reasons. I uh, get kicked off the podcast, all kinds <laughs> of stuff. I'm sure. Um, you can still be friends, <clears throat> right? Not good ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, so first as we talked about in the last section, um, I believe that That's baptism is something like like spiritually. I believe it is something, and. Uh, and I believe Presbyterians do also, mm-hmm. um, but to what degree is that something? Mm-hmm. And so, um, they believe that their children are in the covenant, and they and and then what that entails, I don't have a problem with, as far as raising your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Yeah, um, Baptists believe that also. Yeah, um, I try to do that. You know. Yeah, and I think seriously. some of them would say that we're being like Moses, who's not giving his son the sign of the covenant. But that's not what we're doing either, because we're going to. Eventually, our goal is to eventually baptize them. Yeah, yeah as soon as they repent, those little yeah. sinners can get. And wet. so we're not we're not saying like Moses that we're not going to do this, but that we will in the proper time. Yeah. Um, but in the in the actually, what does it mean that you're baptizing? your unbelieving child. What does that actually entail? Some Presbyterians go as far as Lutherans and Roman Catholics and I think Anglicans in saying that there's a baptismal regeneration. Well, I don't believe that. Um, because I don't believe that baptism is what regenerates us. Some I've heard, I think this is just diet, baptismal regeneration, but they believe in presumptive regeneration, meaning they assume that their child is regenerate until proven otherwise. At least as far as I understand that. Mm. That sounds to me like baptism regeneration, but they're just not going to say that. Yeah. Um, and so what is it that is actually happening? You're just saying that they're just taking the sign of the covenant and they're just a part of the covenant now. But you would also say that baptism is putting on Christ. And so are you saying your infant is putting on Christ? And how is that not regeneration? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so much of that that I don't understand. Like the imp... I like I like the view of I, I like up until I, li- I like the part of raising them to be a part of the covenant and and even um, this it's more of a just a wet baby dedication I like that mm-hmm. but at the end of the day what is that actually what are you actually saying this means yeah um, and there's more that you're saying this means than what you're actually saying. Mm. Um, or at least, or if there's not, then you're not actually thinking through this all the way. Yeah. Um, and uh, so as I've and, and I've heard the argument that, that oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I, I've tried to study that and tried to consider that um, in thinking through what it actually means, um, and uh, and and Christ being the mediator of this covenant and and how all of that actually plays out. I, there's things in there that I don't understand how they get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how they get that far. That's that's the the I am taking it seriously. And and, and in fact, we were told very strict very very clearly if if the first sign of the, well, we know the first sign of the covenant was circumcision. We're told how much to cut and when to cut, right? Yeah. <laughs> um when to do that, who should do it. Um and baptism the only specifics we're given is is well, every every baptism in scripture is someone who's repented. Um, and so, and so that's where, except Jesus, right? Um, but, um, 
And so, so the, the first act of obedience fits a whole lot better than the, the sign of the covenant. Um, cause again, well, I mean, it would still be a sign of the, you're saying that when you're identifying with Christ, you're being grafted in. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. becoming part of the covenant. So yes. it is still going to be a sign still of the a sign covenant. covenant. But, but not into children, <laughs> you know, uh, because, babies, because they can't, can't because, have repented yet, right? <laughs> yeah. How, they can't personally profess it. And if this, yeah. and if this is the sign of the covenant that the Presbyterians believe it is, in the way that the Presbyterians believe it is, how is it that your child is grafted in? Yeah. Are they regenerate or not? Yeah. Because you're, you tell me that they're not, but also you're saying, but they've been baptized, therefore they've put on Christ, therefore they're part of the covenant. That, there's all of these things I'm like, but that, you're saying regeneration without saying regeneration. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're tiptoeing around it. You're, you're avoiding it on purpose, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just not, not willing to do that. And I don't see scripture saying those things. Um, but I do see scripture very clearly saying, showing repentant people turning in baptized, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so. And that's where I can be confident. Yes, exactly. I can be confident in knowing. And, and to some degree, Presbyterians would even recognize this. This is why they don't baptize unbelievers. Right. Like, they're not going to baptize unbelievers. They'll baptize believers and their children. Yeah. But they're not going to baptize just blatant unbelievers. Right. Or an unbeliever's child, right? <laughs> yeah, or an unbeliever's yeah. child. Someone can't just show up to church and say, hey, can you baptize my baby? What? Well, I want who him to go to you? heaven. They're like, who are you? <laughs> I, I want him to go to heaven. Do you? Ble- no, I'm an atheist. This is how this works. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how the force works. <laughs> um, yeah, but I can, I can definitely be confident in knowing I know for a fact I can be obedient to Christ. Yeah. As a cradle Baptist. Yeah. And so, so again, the, the timing is given for, we're eighth day, right? That's when circumcision is supposed to happen. It's not coming eighth day. Um, and, and so I do believe the timing has been given for, for baptism post repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so anything before that's early, right? <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to, you know, cut your baby's wiener on day four, day three. <laughs> you got to wait. You know what I mean? Um, cause God said so. And mm-hmm. so, I think the clear description in, in, in scripture is repentance, then baptism. We see yeah. that time and time and time again. It's just like with all ordinances. I mean, there's something that has to be understood there. Mm. You have to see this as, as, as a sign of God's promise, as, as a death and burial and resurrection. There's just things that need to be understood in order for that to make sense to you and to appreciate it, to understand it, and to feel it. And if you're a baby... You don't have that capacity. Yeah, yeah. So if you still wet yourself, you can't get wet. Okay? There you go. <laughs> uh, can I keep picking on? Can I pick on some Baptists also? Uh, please, on yes. the other side of yeah, this. Yeah, let's. I want. I want. I want while, the full balance. Yeah. While we're looking at ditches to fall into, yeah, the other ditch to fall into, um, I know for a fact that um, oh, what's his name? Mark Dever falls into this of uh, people not or. Baptist churches refusing to baptize believers until they're at a certain age. Yeah. I think it's wrong. I think it's wicked. Yeah, I think... And we've... Man, some of this, we, we knew what we were doing. Some of it, we just happened to do it right. Um, yeah. We, we go back to our kids' ministry days, and we used to always say, we don't want to push baptism on someone before they really understand, like Jamie was saying, they really repented, they really get this is a lifelong commitment. Um, but also I don't want to stand between a child and Jesus, right? Mm. Um, that's the last place you want to be is between a child and Jesus. And so, um, and I've got four boys and they all ran the gambit. Um, my oldest, 
I'll tell you, everything in me screamed, this is too soon. He's too young. He doesn't get it. Um, and so he was like four, right? And he's like, Daddy, can I get baptized? He couldn't even say baptism, right? You know what I mean? That's how young Josh was. I want to get, I'm ready to get baptized. Dude, I don't know if you're ready. I do, Daddy. Here's the thing. And he would, he'd spout the theology I've taught. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, I, I believe in Jesus. I admit I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm, and we, we go through all those things, you know? And, uh, and I was like, we're just going to wait just a little bit. Cause I want to be sure. I don't, I want you to take this seriously. One day I'm driving along. And or at I, least pronounce it right. Yeah, no, I didn't wait that long, bro. Um, I'm driving along, and we're not even talking about baptism. We're talking about whatever. And, and Josh, I could still see his little face in my rearview mirror, and he just says, "Daddy, I'll get baptized, baptized whenever you say. Um, I'm gonna follow Jesus my whole life, anyways, and so it can just happen whenever you say." Oh. And I was like, "That's good theology, yes. like you know what I mean? It's like he got me, you know what I mean? And that yeah. that means it's time, you know what I mean? Um, that was with him with." With with my his twin brother, it was a little bit different. It was much later, um, probably uh, two years later. And uh, homeboy, I'm just just holding him, rocking him as we're as we're talking about our day at the end of the night. And uh, and he just uh, he just starts going through the gospel with me. He's like, man, it's so cool that Jesus uh, Jesus Jesus loved me so much. I was like, why? Oh, because I'm a sinner, Daddy. You know. Oh, yes, I do know. You're a sinner. <laughs> uh, so, what does that mean? What, why, why, what can, and then he goes from, I admit that I'm a sinner, and he said, but I believe in Jesus. Well, what did he do? Man, he died on that cross for me, Daddy. Okay, and, and then what? Well, now I, I'm going to live my whole life for him. Well, dang, let's set this baptism thing up. You know what I mean? He's ready. Um, <laughs> yeah. Repentance had been shown. Had another boy who, uh, I didn't mean to go into all these, but this one's, this one's a fun one. Um, he, uh, we were taking uh, taking Lord's Supper in church, and I tell him, you can't have. And he's like, what? Why not? He's like, well, because it's dangerous for someone who doesn't love and follow Jesus to take this. Um, this is, this is, uh, this is, a, this, it's an ordinance, this is a sacrament, this is for, for Jesus followers only. And he's like, uh, well, I am one. Can we talk about this? <laughs> um, and it wasn't just a way to get some juice and crackers. You he's know like, what I mean? Let me tell you something. 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 <laughs> but but the communion path, the plate had passed him. And so as the rest of us take it, we talk like we always do. We pray as we always do. And then and then he was a part of it. And he was just like, I, I get it. Like and and then right there and then during during as the music's playing, um, he's explaining the gospel to me and he gets it and he's committed to following Jesus. And I was like well, they're not going to pass it again. We're going to get you baptized first. Um, and so, so it really is, I guess it's, it's just a little more, a little less secure than saying what well, I, I dunked my baby when he was, you know, little bitty, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and now, now how do I know it's true? Cause I keep looking for the fruit of the spirit in their life, um, that, that they truly did repent and they really are following Jesus. Um, cause the fruit of the spirit is evident in their life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I think you're right, Trev. It's not, it's two sides of that horse we can fall off of. You know, one side that, that it's salvation in baptism and the other side is that it's, it's just, in fact, if you just say just in front of it, we got a problem because <laughs> something mm-hmm. spiritual is happening. Um, our church, right? Talk, mm-hmm. talk about that. Um, well, we talked, we talked about, um, whenever we started doing baptisms, something actually happened where, we are a church. Something spiritual. Yeah. We went from just this, just this, um, Bible study, Bible study yep. and gathered believers to, 
group of ragtag, good for nothing, yeah. handsome. Fellow. We had to we had to meet at we had to meet at someone's church that night so we could do baptism, yeah. um, because we didn't have a baptistry. <laughs> and and yeah, you're right. Something's happened in the heavenlies in the spiritual realm. So we we became a church. Not only did something spiritual happen to those who were baptized, um, but something happened as as we. We're fulfilling both ordinances. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, all right. So, so that's, that's part of it. There's also people, right? Who, who we've seen it fall off on both sides or is that after the next one? Well, no, I, we, oh, go ahead. I did, I did want to kind of well, touch on something. I, mean, I know there are denominations out there that baptize and re-tap baptize in order to show their recommitment for Christ. I, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. Right, honestly, because like I said before, it's, 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 it's it illustrates God's promise. And yep. when you're getting baptized more than once, I think that cat casts doubt uh, on the integrity of God's promises. Mm. And uh, I think that's that's one thing you need to understand about baptism is it's final. Mm-hmm. When you understand it, when you know what you're doing, that's it. You're done. Yep. You don't need to be baptized once. You don't need to recommit your life and re-baptize uh, one time. It's enough, and no more is needed. Yeah, yeah. One, one, one time that I guess one time that counted. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be opposed to someone who's baby baptized. Say, hey, listen, I, I want to do it post repentance. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you know, um, but not post repentance again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, one time that counted. Uh, I know, I know some guys who who are dealing with this. They'll they'll go and read books on uh, on uh, covenant theology. Their books on on pedo baptism. Let me tell you, I go read books on 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 uh, what happened to people who were pushing towards this Baptist theology. Um, go go read their deaths. <laughs> go read how important it was to them who died for believers' baptism. That'll that'll help. Um, that'll help do some convincing. Um, Recalibrate I, your thinking. Yeah, um, believers' baptism. A lot, a lot of Christians had to die. For this theology, and uh, um, I, I remember I was in uh, I was in Egypt um, and uh, looking at the Red Sea, and one of our wrestlers we were doing a wrestling show out there, and he said, "Dude, will you baptize me in these waters?" I was like, "Have you been baptized?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "Then no." He said, "Why not?" Because it doesn't count. <laughs> Too many Christians died for you to get baptized as a believer. They're not going to go and dunk you again mm-hmm. and and uh, and put that make nothing of that sacrifice. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's read paragraph three. The outward element to be used in this ordinance is water, in which the individual is to be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. All right, so... Not jello? Not jello. Chocolate? Not chocolate. Mud? Mud, probably not. I mean, if that's all you got. I wonder if if people back then were using... If if, if there were people that were using like oil, like anointing oil... Mm. Something like that. I hadn't heard of any of that. Um, but I do think, uh, and we'll get into this more in the next chapter, they talk about the Lord's Supper, the elements matter, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is this is the, the element is water, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we talked about this during COVID times, but if someone was allergic to water, which is a real thing, hydro allergy, I don't know what it is, but, um, and they literally couldn't touch water or it would kill them or hurt them or put them in the hospital or whatever, something serious. Um, then we might consider some 
weird thing. You know what I mean? Something. I mean, the creative people who but, are allergic to water still use water to take baths. Yeah, that's probably true. They probably just towel off with a wet rag or something. But anyways, we we might consider how we could make sure they don't die in their baptism. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean we change the normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you we, die professing your life to Christ. <laughs> Jamie said, worth thing. it. Worth <laughs> it. <laughs> not a bad gig. <laughs> pretty funny <laughs> yeah perspective loser uh, <laughs> um but it does matter it does i think those are the two things that do matter um it is water and it's be done in the name of the father son and holy spirit yep all right paragraph all right. four immersion or dipping of the person in water is necessary for this ordinance to be administered properly all right so again this is this is taking the the ordinance is seriously. This is how Jesus was baptized. He was immersed. Um, this is how the baptize, baptisms we read with any detail that have any detail. Um, so spritzing doesn't count. Ah, golly, it really doesn't share the gospel, right? If we're, it doesn't, it doesn't identify with the, us the with death, the death, resurrection. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I wouldn't make it a practice. Um, again, maybe if we're, I would probably go to that if it were someone that was allergic to water, or I would probably have no desert. problem baptizing that way. Yeah, or if they lived in the middle of the desert in the desert, something no like water. that. The, so this is this but is that doesn't change the normal mode. You know what I mean? Like we could talk exceptions all we want, but that doesn't mean that we should lessen the the clear right. Yeah. And so so clear mo- mode should be. Down and up, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, what were you saying? Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say this is interesting. I was talking to a Presbyterian guy one time, and he was showing in the Didache this like order of priority, basically, in baptism of like, yeah, yeah. if you can, so the Didache is like, I don't know if it's confession, but it's like a lot of the beliefs of the early church. Yeah. Like one of the first writings on the early beliefs of the early church. Um. So there was like an order of priority in baptism. So like if you have like I think I think it was like I think it was like this. If you have like running water, so like if you can baptize in like a river, that's where you baptize. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then you baptize in like a pool tub or, or a tub yeah. or something like that. If you don't have that, that you don't have enough water for that, then you can get to sprinkling. Mm-hmm. Um and so it was just kind of this order of things where they got to sprinkling. And I think it's funny that Presbyterians are like, we're just going to sprinkle. Yeah, wait. Like, your your book says don't. He would even recognize, like, the, wait, there's an order of priority here. Yeah. And you do have the ability to baptize in a body of water. Yeah, you could do that. But, yeah, let's just but sprinkle. We're just sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what happens. I, I, I don't know for sure, but that, I have a feeling that was a little just bit what's behind. Going to the bare minimum. Yeah, that's what's behind this is we're – this is what's expected. We can talk exceptions if we have to. We're not going to write those exceptions down. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so I think that's what that's why it's written this way. Is yeah, it should be should be immersion. This should be the norm. Yeah. This is norm. We we we're not going to we're going to talk about all the, the 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 cases that could happen with allergies or sickness or drought or whatever. You know what I mean? Let's just talk about what's normal. And if we've got to do less than normal. Fine, but we're not going to write those down. We're not going to mandate those because that will then become the new standard, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, when we get to communion. But that's what happened with grape juice being used in communion. Oh, we're going to end with a fight. They just changed that to yeah. be the norm. Yeah. 
Uh, and I, I was listening, I was talking to, I was talking to LJ about this the other day. There's been a few weeks, maybe months ago now. But listening to R.C. Sproul's sermon on the tyranny of the weaker brother. Mm. And he says, what happens when the weaker brother becomes the legislating brother? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's what happens in those situations. Yep, that's exactly what happens. Is now the person that can't be baptized in, in immersion or the person that can't take wine because they need to use grape juice. They become the legislating brother. And that becomes what legislates the entire order of the church. Everything changes because of that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. sin. And that's what we've seen with, again, we'll talk about what more next week is, is well, what if there's an, an, an alcoholic? They mm. can't take that. Well, well, then the alcoholic should be able to handle a thimble uh, <laughs> and be obedient to Christ still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll fight that fight next week, right? This week was baptism. Um, the first act of obedience, the first sermon you'll preach. Um yeah, yeah, it's a good little time. Yep. So, <laughs> all right. What you smoking, daddy? What you smoking, daddy? Mm. Daddy's tobacco was amazing. Loved it. Still love it. I'm on the bottom third, and it's treating me just right. Big fan. This this one, I probably treat a tobacco, the light one, as a starter cigar. Like, mm. okay, you want to try a cigar? Get a tobacco, the light brown. Is that yeah. what you're getting your sons for their birthday? <laughs> not if their mom is listening <laughs> i cut my teeth on tatiana's yeah mm. yeah which is what i'm smoking today yeah how did you uh, tatiana um so it's very sweet it's a very sweet cigar um it tastes a lot like just like a drew estate factory smoke sweet tastes a lot like that and as i'm smoking this i kind of had this thought and you're gonna call me a snob for this no i'm not i don't really care much for the sweet cigars yeah you're a snob now they're, I mean, they're, they're not, some of them aren't bad. Yeah. But they're just not my favorite. That's alright. But if you're just getting I'd started. I'd rather some just straight raw tobacco. Yeah, but I think that goes to your taste buds anyways. Like, you'd rather have hot coffee than sweet coffee. Yeah, black yeah. coffee than sweet coffee. I like sweet coffee and I like sweet cigars. I don't mind drinking a beer. I, I've had <laughs> some disgusting straight tobacco cigars. I've had That's some true. that are not quality, good. Quality, I think quality counts. Yeah, no, I've had some that are not mm-hmm. good, but this, I, I've also not smoked it at all. Swisher Sweet and had a good sock on my tongue. I remember that. <laughs> you taste that for three days straight. <laughs> this, nope. this Macanudo M, I'll say it once, say it again. You can't go wrong with Macanudos. Yep. Alright, right, guys, don't forget to like, share, subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, go to our Facebook group, Reforming Manhood. There's a link in the description below. You can also buy some, uh, I was going to say crosswork. Uh, you can buy some uh, Reforming Manhood merch at crossworkchurch.org slash shop. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. New items coming soon. Oh, yeah. Yep. We get that uh, Shiloh 316 shirt up, you think? Get thy butt to church. Hey, man. All right. My name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. And I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. And I'm Jamie, the fully immersed Hinojosa. <laughs> you guys be sweet. Show Jesus later. Later. Later.